Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yo! Your show, baby. This is It's Our Show. This I know, is... but I mean, this is the one that's got your name. I'm just along for the ride. Toxic and problematic. Yeah. That's what we're calling it, right? The name is stuck. It's official. That's it. And uh, we do it every week on Saturday. It's right. supposed to come out around 10 a.m. Hopefully it came out at 10 a.m. today. Yep, it does. You, you schedule it, right? So you don't have to actually. I do. Yeah, that's, that gives me some confidence that it'll actually come out at really? 10 a.m. What? You don't have that confidence? I like, do. Well, actually, I, I know so you don't. Very, I, well, I mean, I don't have, Yes, I think, I, think it, I think it came out fine. <laughs> he Thank started you. to say a compliment. I, I think someone goes, wait, well, and then he stopped himself. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I about what I was going to say. I was like, no, you don't really think that. You know what? I mean, just don't start saying stuff you don't believe now. Hey, it's been out at 10 a.m. every time so You're right. Far. That's what I was right? about to say. I yeah, don't okay. have a ton it. of confidence in Snow Cone, but he has proven me wrong all of these times up until now. So you know what? I'm just going to ride with it. Now, the idea is... Uh, it's strictly a podcast. Yes. And, <clears throat> excuse me, we can talk about whatever. There's not like a theme. It's not a murder podcast no. or a history of strange no. things No, although I do think we should, once we get this one up and rolling and it's easy to do and everything, we should still get back to My Favorite Murray. I know. Mm. By the time we finally do that, people will have forgotten what My Favorite Murder was, though. You know, that's what I'm worried right. about. Like, Well, uh, we should do uh, another no, one, it's My Favorite popular. Murray. It's pretty popular. Uh, so, I think last week we just uh, read questions. Uh-huh. Or answered questions that uh, had been, you know, random questions that had been submitted that were all sure. over the place, different topics. And the week before, I don't even remember what we talked about the week before. But we do have a subreddit where people can request all kinds of things, sure. whether it's uh, best of segments they want to hear or maybe they want to ask us a question that we can answer right yeah. there. Or maybe it's something they want us to talk about on this podcast. Podcast. Sure. Which... I'm, uh, we all saw this, yeah. right, on our subreddit because the uh, title was "Toxic and Problematic Request." There you go. What did you think when you saw that? It was I, by Mick Mustang, eighty-one. Nick Mustang. Mick. 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 Mick Mustang. Oh, Mickey Mustang. Used to play drums in the dirty toilets. 
I thought when I saw the you know toxic and problematic request, I was like, hey, he's got some sort of critique here. Right. It's going to be yeah, everybody critique. always does. Hey, I wish you'd stop doing this, or I wish I you'd start doing a little bit more of this. But it wasn't. I actually I like this. So toxic and problematic requests says here, uh, love the bonus show. And it finding its groove. Right. That's, so that is still a critique. Like, maybe you guys haven't really found your groove yet on the podcast. Like, really, Mick? Huh? <laughs> well, really? I mean, that's fair. It's only our third one. But, like, what? Really? It's like, hey, really, really, really love that guy who's played in, uh, you know, I, like, finding, like, I, I don't need that. I don't need that critique. Well, am I wrong? It's like going into 7-Eleven and the guy doing the cash register, he's new, and you see him at the fourth time, you're like, hey, really finding your groove, bro. Glad. Like, I'm not critiquing you. I think if they said that about the regular show, that would be... Right after 20 years. what's different about this one? We've been doing it for fucking... We're just sitting in the same place. Yeah. Yeah, but... but, it's a little, you know... Yeah, we weren't really sure in the beginning what what exactly we were going to do with this. cocks. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I wasn't that hung up on it, but let's move on here. Says, if I can make a request, I would love to hear more about the toxic and problematic stuff from the earlier days of oh, yeah. the show. Being suspended, lawsuits, times you've been concerned about being fired, old bits and games that you are no longer allowed to play, etc. 20 years, baby, that's yeah. what he says, exclamation point. And I thought that was a good idea. It is. I, you know, it's... Because some of that stuff I do feel a little uncomfortable even today talking about on the air... Just because I don't know if one of our bosses will right. say something like, hey, you shouldn't have said that. Well, I mean, the first thing that happened was you had just started here. Yeah, so... And I had just started here. Yeah. And if you remember, I mean, obviously that dates us, but it was the D.C. Sniper. Yep. And I don't know what year that was. I'm sure you're just looking... 2002, 2002 yeah. and I remember that... So I'd only come in... Um, I think it was my second time. I'd come in once, and there was no plan... I mean, on your end, for me to keep coming in. Yeah, and no. it started off with, like, can I come hang out? Sure, so I yeah. did. And then I came up the second night. And at the time, uh, doing nights, the show was from 7 p.m. to midnight. Mm-hmm. And the guy who was doing afternoons... In front of us, do, Todd. Yeah, he would do a little cross-promotion. We would talk, you know, before Which I think our, you know, the boss wanted you to do or something, right? That was, like, part of yeah. the plan. Hey, you guys should all you come in early, and then you other. talk to Todd. Yep. Then, yeah. So you and I would go... Uh, so I, I, I act like you know, we've been doing this for a long time. This became the the theme, but in the beginning, when I first met you, the first thing we did was go outside, smoke cigarettes for a while, then we came in, and then I just sort of watched from a distance, and you went and talked to Todd, and then he would say, all right, good night, Lazlo's next. And so I watched you do that the first night, and then the second night that I was there, same routine. We go smoke. You're like, oh, I need to go in there. Todd's almost done. I watched you. Now, I was sitting in a little production studio at the old building, kind of like what Snowcone's sitting in now, Mm -hmm. and I could hear what you guys were saying through the speaker in there. Sure. And Todd had been talking about the DC Sniper because there was big news. There was a, a, a breaking news story that I think had like just come out within the last you know, minutes or something, which was the reason he brought it up. And he said, hey, did you hear about the... Because everyone had been talking about the DC Sniper. It was all over the news, but sure. no one knew who it was. And, and so there was this big breaking news that a letter had been uh, released, you know, a, a letter of demands from yes. the DC sniper. So that was all any of the cable news networks that anyone was talking right. about. And the demands were, it was for money. Said, I so want basically, money. you know, pay me $2 million or whatever, whatever it, was. it was. I don't, I don't remember, remember the news story so much now, but it was like $2 million or something. And, uh, you know, this will all end. Yeah. And so, you know, Todd had read me that news story and I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, and he was like, why is it ridiculous? You know, so we started talking and I said, 
for $2 million, I'll start shooting kids. Pay me, I, here's the opposite of that letter. Pay me $2 million and I'll start shooting kids. Now, the point of that when I said it, it now maybe that doesn't, that comes off wrong, but I don't, <laughs> well, it, but wait, but I don't think it does. I'm, I still defend this to this day because I thought that's the absurdity of this letter. Like, we don't pay you not to shoot children. Right. I get that. That's not a thing. So my point was, if you start doing this, then what? Then everyone will just say, hey, if you don't pay me $2 million, I'll start shooting kids. Right? Because you, you can't work it backwards. I found the So letter. my point being that everybody in the world would then say, if you don't pay me $2 million... Then you know it's the we're ultimate start shooting example kids. of dealing right. with terrorists. Right, you just, there's no winning that. here. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's dumb. For two million dollars, I'll start shooting kids. How about that? So and I, apparently, people, you know, I was new to town. They were outraged. Here's the date: October 26th, 2002. This is wow. A, it's uh, almost a year ago. Or si- a year ago. Twenty years to the almost day. Twenty right? years ago. Yeah. Because this is from CBSNews.com. So this is the original story here. That's uh, 1:40 p.m. is when they printed it that day, October 26th, 02. A letter left by the snipers' suspects outside of Virginia Steakhouse began with a cover sheet that said, "Call me God." And demanded ten million in extortion million. money yeah. and unlimited withdrawal around the world. And it said, For you, Mr. Police, call me God. Do not release to the press. Which uh, I guess they must have. Anyway, so it was ten million dollars. Right. And that was the big breaking story, and that's what he talked to you about. So you said what you just said. Right. Something along those lines. Boy. And someone complained. Well, but I didn't know that. I I I came to work the next day and there was a different person there. And I said, hey, um, where's Lazo? And he goes, oh, uh, who are you? And I explained, like, well, I'm nobody, but, you know, trying to pretend like I'm somebody. He goes, oh, uh, yeah, he's on vacation for a week. Right. So what happened was, behind the scenes, we had this boss then. We've gone through a bunch of different bosses, but we had this boss. His name was Z, right? Yeah, he was like the big And boss. Z hated me. He didn't want me to work here. Now, our boss below him was a guy named Mike. Good show, Mikey, right? Yeah. And uh, so we've been working together forever. But these complaints came in, and Z got them. But Z wanted to fire me anyway because he thought, I remember coming in, and when they hired me to do nights here, he said, you know, I just, you know, we got to make sure that we're doing alternative music the right way. You know, Matchbox 20 and Dave Matthews. And I thought, well, <laughs> all right, man. You know, and I, it's not like I was new to radio. I've been doing it for a long time. And I thought, boy. That's going to be interesting. But in my mind, I was also like, say whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to go on the end and do what I do, and then you're just going to have to fire me, right? Yeah. Um, so I did that. But they have these, they used to have them. They don't have them anymore as far as I know, or at least I'm not invited, but they have these big programming meetings. And it would be, you know, program directors and executives from across the country, and they would all meet somewhere, right? And they would go through, uh, you know, just like what the plans are, what are you doing, you know, like high executive powwow. Oh, we're not allowed to say that's toxic and problematic. Large executive meetings, right? Gatherings. And uh, that happened to be on that day. So people are emailing it to Mike, who's there, and our boss, Z, uh, because there's all these complaints about what I said. So Z, wanting to get rid of me, started playing it for other general managers across the country, saying, what would you do about this? 
And really, everybody's like, fire them, fire them. That, that's fucking, you don't say, you, nobody ever says they're going to shoot kids on the air. That's fucking bullshit. And Mike is like, well, you know, let's not fire them yet, you know. But also, Mike is a little bit like, you know, he's kind of newer to the company. Like, right. we got to fire him. You know, better him than me, which I understand. So they're calling me, and Mike's like, all right, you know, hey, he's playing it for people. People are listening to it. We had this other guy who was really big, Pat. He was listening to him. People were like, but nobody knew me at that time. And so eventually it gets to, to be honest with you, our CEO. And he hears it. And Mike tells me, he's like, your CEO's going to listen to it. Like, now they're all getting together to listen to it. And thank God he was the only one who was like, look, this isn't good. But you guys understand what he was saying, right? Like, he was the only one who just didn't hear shoot kids and was like, hey, in context, when you just told me that the night guy said he was going to shoot kids for money, I thought, <laughs> Go ahead what and get are rid we of doing him. here? <laughs> like, thought, why, why, I don't need to listen to it. Yeah. But now that we've listened to it, like, that's not what he's saying, right? We understand that. I mean, and I think he was like, it could have been worded better. But he wasn't saying, like, give me money and I'll shoot but kids. But that's what he does nice. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, he was actually the one who saved our ass on that. And then... I think, you know, they, they had to do something because of all the complaints, which who knows how many all the complaints are. But um, Well, and also at that time there were a lot more complaints because the station itself was newer and the yeah, formats had kind of changed and people didn't know you. And so there were still a lot of people who listened to it. We, we, people that we hadn't weeded out yet. People yeah, that course. hadn't realized this isn't for me yet, I guess right. is the easiest way of putting that. And so uh, that's when they suspended me for a week. But I, I will say that when I came in, and I think Chris was that guy's name, super nice guy that we used to work with, who was sitting in your chair when I came in, when he said you were on vacation, I knew immediately, and I had heard nothing about actual complaints. Right. We didn't get any complaints that night. You didn't get calls that night from people saying, how could you say that? No one, you know, maybe we weren't taking a bunch of calls in that moment. I don't know. But you hadn't gotten calls from people that night saying, I can't believe you would say that. So you had said it for that little cross-promotion thing with Todd, and then that was the end of it, as far as I knew. But when he said the next day you're on vacation, it was like a Wednesday. And I'm like, well, who goes on vacation from Wednesday to Wednesday? Right. I knew immediately. I was like, oh, man, he got suspended for a week. Yep. And I thought, ah, but also, they, they might. I don't know how suspensions work. What if they f suspend him and then they actually just don't bring him back? Because I kind of thought maybe that's how suspensions work. Like, hey, you're suspended while we figure out what to do with you. Right. So I, I was like, all right, a week, huh? So then I came back uh, a week later, and you still weren't there. And I just looked that time and saw that it was still the other guy, and I was like, all right, I don't think he's coming back. But I came back again the next day, and there you were. And boy, were you surprised to see me, because you were like, what the I was hell like, are you doing here? And I said, yeah, and I figured that you weren't on vacation, <laughs> and you were like, yeah, uh, suspended for a week. I was like, right. okay, that's what I figured. Now, but another part of that story, which I may have never told you, because they came back when they suspended me, uh, they suspended me without pay. Right. Which sometimes they'll suspend you with pay, sometimes without pay. I guess it's all up to their discretion. I don't know exactly how it works, but they suspended me without pay. And uh, when they got back, and, and to his credit, and he may be mad that I tell this story, but it's that long ago, uh, Mike called me into his office and said, I didn't want to suspend you for that. This was over my head and handed me cash. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, he gave me cash me and said, wow. and I was like, dude, you don't have to do that. Come on your picture. He's like, we're good. I, I know we just started working together. I, this whole, I don't want you to think that this is me or anything else. That was bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So that was the first uh, run in with the law. Yeah. And then I think not too terribly long after, 
because I don't remember anything else happening um, in the next couple of months. But a few months after that, still doing nights. At that point, back then we used to do that. Uh, I say we. They used to do the uh, guest DJ thing. Oh yeah. Like, uh, and they came in with you. That was the idea, yeah, right? If they I won the that. contest. And by the way, there's things they just made me do it. Right. No, you, you didn't know? want to do it. That was something. I think like, like the morning show got people signed up or yeah. something. And then if they won, they came in and they're like, "We're not going to put this person on." <laughs> During an important part of the day, so <laughs> right. I'll put him on at night with Lazo. I'm like, oh, so he had to have. You can brutal. just imagine a, a, once a week. And you know a how I am around in. people. I'm well, like, oh, I do this now. Also, fucking bad, man. They would. I mean, Snowcone, you walk in and there's someone, a new person sitting there every Tuesday night. And, and I gotta tell to them like, how hey, to do radio. Right. Oh, and now you're gonna do this, okay? So say, hey, you know, this is Stone Sour, and <laughs> right. it's on the buzz or whatever. Right. I'm Sheila, and I'm like, uh, so uncomfortable. I'm gonna fucking kill myself. But one week there was this woman. Uh, if I have to do in. this one more time, I'm gonna start shooting kids. <laughs> <laughs> one week there was this woman named Tana sitting there, and Tana was like, oh yeah, yeah easy to talk to. She just oh, was, and she was yeah. good at it. And I think our boss had even said like. She sounds pretty good. Yeah, well, he did, did later. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I don't remember how you tried out for this, but there was some way trying out. She had, and she'd won that week. And you wrote like a, an essay or something. You wrote like a story or something to the morning show, I think. Okay, I couldn't remember if you and called then they a number to like, the winners talked were, or, I think. Well, anyway, she was the uh, the winner one week, and I could tell immediately that she was just easier to get along with. Laz was getting along with her. And it, our boss liked the way that she sounded so much, he wanted to find a way to bring her around and maybe right. get her doing weekends or something. Well, she ended up, hanging out with us for quite a while and yeah. becoming like a part of the show. Right. And we later named her Susie. Right. Uh, well, you can't even say her last name now because of the year. Yeah, which that was... And you know what? The, the name Susie took a while because I remember the first time I said it was in this when we moved across to the other studio. Same building, but other studio. She did something. And uh, I remember she couldn't get the blinds working. You were yelling at her about how the blinds work, and I called her Susie McDumbitch. Yeah. And so, <laughs> which wasn't, her name wasn't Susie, but it was just like, ah, Susie McDumbitch. Yeah. And thus, she started getting called Susie. And she liked it. Yeah, she laughed. She I liked mean, you it. know what? I, I love it. We should have her on to see if she really did. Yeah. But Well, she laughed about it. And I think yeah. she said something about, like, oh, great. Now I'm going to start, you're going to start calling But she would do weekends and say it's Susie. Yeah, so, so she changed like, her own name yeah. to Susie. But so she was working with us, and that was the the night that the college girls called in, or girl called in. She was with the group of girls and said, "Laszlo, this sucks. I can't get any booze, oh, yeah, and so I'm I bored." Said, you and so Laszlo said, "All right, we'll send you booze." So he had Susie drive me because I wasn't old enough to get booze either. Mm -hmm. So Susie and I get in her car, we drive to a liquor store, she buys the booze, and then my job is to take it to this dorm at Rockhurst right. and. <laughs> Deliver it. And when I, I wasn't really even positive if these people were going to show up. Right. Obviously, didn't know what they were going to look like. Right. Snow Cone, this was like something out of a movie because when these girls answered the door, there was like, at the beginning, there was fight. like six of them. <laughs> that was the only thing missing. There was like six of them. They were all stunning. You know, all yeah. look like varsity cheerleaders from a high school movie or something. God. Just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they're all giggling like, here we go. He's bringing, I've got a box I do full love of this job. <laughs> right. All right, all right, all right. I was like, this is great. This is exactly why I wanted to do this. So uh, I went in, and I'm, I'm talking to Lazo on the air. I'm calling him on my phone, and I'm like, what do I do? He's like, what do you do? Go in there. Drink with them. Have, have a drink. You know, hang out with them. Take the booze. So that's what I did. And they started inviting more people over, and then I kept checking in with Lazo. I would call and say, Lazo, hey, yeah, I'm sitting here at the dorm. There's more girls now, and I'm the only guy here still, and so things are going great. And that was it. And then at the end of the night, I think Susie gave me uh, a ride home, and that yeah. was the end of it. 
But the school was not happy about that. No, they were not. So that was the first time I got in trouble because we had gotten some sort of correspondence from like a call to our boss, and, and my boss had asked if we really did it. Lazo, I think at first we tried to tell our boss that it was all theater of the mind, right? Like, oh, no, they already had booze. We didn't actually take them booze. And yeah, then maybe. Later we had to admit, like, yeah, okay. And they sent, <laughs> they sent a letter from their lawyers, and it was a, like a packet, and it had all this stuff in there, and there was a letter to me, oh, even though God. they didn't know my real name. Oh, no, they did figure out my real name. Somehow they figured out my real name. And so there was this letter, and it's got my name in there, and it says uh, I am banned from the campus and all campus activities for a life. Not allowed to step foot on campus. And it also said, which I don't think this makes any sense, and I wish I still had that letter, that I wasn't allowed to go to sporting events that they were playing at, like even if it was somewhere else. I'm like, well, that can't be right. You can't ban me from someone else's campus. But I understand they banning me from their campus and all of their sporting events. And so I got a lifetime ban, and I was very nervous, but I was like, no, it's hilarious. And our boss ended up not really giving a crap. No. Because that was all the trouble. Well, I remember he called me in and was like, what are you doing? I said, someone who was over 21 bought booze. Right. After that, it's none of your business. Yep. Like, really, it's only business. It didn't happen at the station. I said, if, they, if there were six girls in here and they were all 17 and we were just getting them hammered, that's a problem. But this right. is on their can It's none of your business. Yeah. I, I was underage. I took and some like, well, underage. I could fire them. I'm like, they don't get paid. Right. What are you right. going to fire them for? I was underage. I took some them? other underage girls some booze in a college right. campus. I mean. Right. That's never happened that before. It's every day. Right. Yeah. And right. I wasn't getting paid. So, yeah, at that point in time, there really right. wasn't. Too much fear. I think the fear was if they did try to get us in some sort of other trouble, which I don't know right. if that would have been I think legal, it was legal or trouble, financial maybe. or something. But they didn't. They just banned me, so it was all on me, and no one cared that and I was banned. And then a lot of them, like I just can't even like the stuff that we've done. I just can't. Like times remember, we've gotten in trouble, you know. Like I've been in trouble so many times here where they've called me down and like, did you say that or did you do this? And you know, the list of them is just right. There, there are it's, ones it's that so, I remember. Right. I mean, but. A lot of it happened for whatever reason uh, in Seattle. I think part of that, it was a combination of things. A lot of it was that we were working with a lot of new people. And so we didn't have our old team well, of Well, so this bosses. is what happens a lot of times, you know, behind the scenes. What happens is, so we, we have been somewhat successful in Kansas City, right? And if you remember, uh, I flew a banner over the Royals game that said, Slugger is a pussy. That's yes. Right. And people were really upset about that. Very upset. Really upset. And like, I know, like, Seren Petro over at 810, when I'm like, I can't believe Lazlo would fly that banner. Like, there's kids here. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, a kid looks up at a plane and says, Slugger's a pussy. If he doesn't know what a pussy is, then just tell right. him it's a cat. Right. And if he does know what a pussy is, then this conversation doesn't matter. Right. Right? Like, if he's like, Slugger's a pussy. Well, then, he know, if he knows, then it is what it is. Like, who's getting upset about this? Like, the pussy to cat joke is what we're really getting mad about. It's been going on for, what, since we were all three. Like, every human being, since they were four or five, and learned out that pussy means vagina, and pussy also means cat. Watch. I can make a cra- I remember not being able to come up with anything to write on that plane. And we worked with a girl named Jennifer, and I had had the money, and the guy kept saying, whoever flies the plane, right? He kept saying, yeah, I, you got, I got to make the banner. What do you want the banner to say? And I kept saying, let me think about it, let me think about it, let me think about it. And I couldn't come up with anything to say. And finally, she calls me, and she's kind of angry. She's like, look, the guy keeps calling me. You got, either we're going to cancel his banner, or uh, 
you know, you give me something, something. To, you, 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 but you got to do it now. And honestly, I'm on my phone at my desk, and I'm like, Slugger's a pussy. And she goes, Slugger's a pussy. Is that what you want? And I go, yeah, Slugger's a pussy. <laughs> and then I hang up my phone and walk away. And this was for And the next thing there. I know, like, oh, holy hell breaks loose. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? And our boss at the time calls me and goes, did you just fly a plane over opening day that says Slugger's a pussy? And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. And she's like, why wouldn't you ask me before? And I'm like, I didn't know. And I, I'm telling you, I really did like this boss that we worked with. Her name was Cindy. And this is why I like women instead of men. There was no ulterior motive here. And she understood it. She said, the reason you didn't ask me is because if you would have, I would have said no. And then hung up the phone. Right. And I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. So that whole story, go, like we get called in the offices, I get, you know, CEO, like, you know, the Royals are about to become, you know, the flagship thing on our AM station. Now, like, you know, people negotiating baseball rights have to go in and have a meeting. Mm-hmm. Some asshole named Laszlo, some station with no ratings, flying banners over it, right? Yeah, that's like, sort of thing. It's not right. like, it's not so like, a, like, and you don't even really think about it that much. Like now, the CEO of the company, who just two years ago said it's fine that he said that. Now he's got to go in and talk to whoever owns the Royals at the time. And the GM like, oh, we won't ever do it again, right? Like, yeah. you know, these are all parts. So I'm like, okay, I get it. This is bad. I might get fired for it. But I didn't get fired for it. It was, And it was funny. It did, that, that did exactly what it needed to do, which got a lot of people Everybody, talking. right? I mean, everybody. That became... One of those things that people down the hall still remember. Right. You know, and, and well, here's what happens is everybody. So when that happens, and then I interviewed for the job in Seattle, and that banner kept coming up. Even though it was the same company, it was like, man, that was so great. It got you guys so much attention. Like it was just edgy and right. Like you're like, okay. So now. That, that it's over and no one got fired and the ratings are good, right? Mm-hmm. So now everybody's like, this is the greatest thing ever. So they hire you. The problem is when people hire someone like me, and I guess I mean it with the most respect that you can, is that what they want are the results. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I don't always deliver the results. I understand that. But what they want are the results. What they want is, oh, look at that. Everybody's talking about this because this person did this, right? But what they can't handle is the initial reaction to it. So when that, so everybody's like, you need to do something like fly. But when we got to Seattle, we started doing stuff like that. And then the complaints come in. And then the news station's like, what are you doing? Why I, this is, and, and then you, you don't, you quickly realize as a manager that you don't have the stomach that you thought you did. Yeah. Right? You don't have that ability to not buckle under pressure and just say to whoever it is, don't worry about it. You don't have that. So that's what we started doing in Seattle, and we would do all these different, you know, phone calls that we weren't allowed to do, but they would get us in trouble. Yeah. And they, it, what they hired us for was to do that, but they didn't have the stomach to be a part of it. Exactly. Right. They want it's like the forest through the trees. They, and once it's once the dust is settled, and oh, you know, right. They're so famous for that thing that you did. Right. They wish they'd been a part of that, but they don't want to deal with it as while it's, it's going, going on. on. Right. And that seemed to happen a lot. And with the phone call thing, it was like, you know, they they 
do you remember he eventually got the the strike sheet for me? Because I didn't talk to this guy. I mean, he was the right. big boss there, and so you ha- you had to talk to him. Right. And I think you had told me later, and, and since then, that you didn't really get along with that guy that well, or no, didn't like right, that much. Yeah. I actually just I had only known a couple of other bosses in that position before, two that you've already mentioned, and so I thought this guy seemed, eh, considering I was in trouble, I felt like he was calm and cool about it and just like why'd you do this what what you know you're not allowed to do this and don't do it again so there had already been a couple of run-ins and then it basically became me signing this thing to say that i won't do it again but what happened was i'm talking to neil the guy that we worked with at the time who would help me with those things and we're trying to figure out okay let's be a lot more careful about this like picking where do we call right, you know, what parts of the country stage, right? and, and yeah and then you know just different things that we can do maybe even i'm not sure that this gets us around it legally but maybe when we get off the phone maybe we call them back and say like hey would it be okay and just see what they say and right so let's back that up with a little bit of description it doesn't need to go on too long but so if you hear most morning shows or afternoon shows right and i'll just tell you like war of the roses right those are actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what they'll do is they'll tell, like, and, and morning shows do it to this day. Uh, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with it. A, a people always they get it. mad about it, but it's like, hey, uh, Rick and Morty isn't live with real people. Right. It's scripted, right? It's entertainment. So, what, you know, people get mad about it, but I don't know that you should, okay? But so what happens is two people will take, the, they got these two actors, and they'll send them a script, and then they do it, right? And then it plays off, and that's entertaining, right? But we always thought, at least me and you, and people that had, uh, I think uh, Rocket and Teresa had accused us of using actors the same way. But the truth is, if you really want the truth, is we didn't use actors because me and you thought it was a little bit, more fun. I don't want to say it was funnier. It was more fun to do. Yeah, and, and you it didn't have to worry about it. Wasn't a bad that it was actor. better because it wasn't better or worse, but it was actually a lot of fun for me and you if we were actually pulling this off I'm on a la- real person. I'm laughing at my. You know, like we're right. laughing at, at ourselves how absurd as it's going. this is and how it's going as opposed to. Uh, knowing that it's going that way anyway. So we just had more fun doing it. So we we're like, let's just call fucking people and put them on the air. But the rule is you're not allowed to do that. There's a few places that you can. Uh, there, I think there are like maybe two states. If you ever watch, uh, what was that old? Uh, was Crank, it Crank Anchors. Anchors. You yeah. know, what they had to do, if I recall, is they, I think they went to Nevada. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, you know, if you've ever been on a phone call and it says this call may be recorded, it's a recording that tells you that beforehand because I think part of the re- deal is you have to tell them you're recording before you ever start recording. So you can't ask for permission later. Right, you can't. And say, hey, you have to start saying before you start recording in most now, places. Now, one of the things that we would do and I would say to you is to try to get around it. I was like, all right, after it's over, if the people just, are cool, then we'll just say, hey, this is a radio station. It's a prank. Do we have your permission to play it? Mm-hmm. Now, we'd play it either way, but a lot of times they'd say yes. And then that way, if our bosses would call, they'd be like, hey, did they get your permission to do this? They'd say yes. They didn't really need to know the timing of it, right? Because if you call somebody and you're pranking them and you say, here's a radio station, it's a prank. Can we get your permission to play this? Yes. Hey, I'd like to buy your cat. Like, that's a fucking work. It doesn't work. You got to do it after. Like, it didn't make any sense to do it first. But if we could do it last... And then get them to agree to it. Then I thought we'd be free and clear. There'd be some some confusion at least with our boss. We're like, no, we got permission. Right. And then if they called, 
Hopefully, you know, well, they had gotten you, the, the chance of the boss would say, do they call you before and ask exactly. you before? Well, they would just call no. and say, did you get permission? We got and permission. they'd be like, yeah, that's and, it. And that's that. Right. So we started trying to be more and more careful about Can how we're really doing quick, it. I'm sorry. I don't know if you guys mentioned this. When you came back from Seattle, didn't you fly another banner over the Royal Stadium? No. Mm, I don't think so. Maybe. We went over a mixed concert. I thought you flew one that said Swagger's still a pussy when you came back. Oh, I might have. Uh, that does sound vaguely I think you familiar, did. Maybe. I don't, I don't know for sure, though. I could see that, too. At that point in time, they're like, could you do that again? You're right, like, yeah. Wait a second, what? <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, so with the, the call thing, we just tried to get you know, extra careful about it. And Neil was the guy who was You're right. Was we may have done guy. that, right? That sounds familiar. Sure you did. That does sound familiar. When you familiar. came back from Seattle, you did it. So Neil would do our uh, voice up, and he also had access to all the voice changing stuff. Right. Where it's not, a, it's not even software. It's an actual, you know, some sort of piece of equipment. You're a musician, Snowcone. You know about all those different things. But he'd ha- he'd get, he got this like actual hardware. Yeah, he got this piece of hardware that was some sort of voice changer, and it had a, only like a couple knobs on it, and it could change your voice. You could make mm-hmm. it sound high pitched. You could make it sound low or whatever. Yeah, Neil's and Neil's the it, best. It definitely changed my voice, and he brought this thing in specifically for this. He's like, look. This will be great. We can use it for your calls. Because mm-hmm. he would also have uh, audio set up on his computer that he could play in the background. If I'm supposed to right. be in a car, he could make the car run. If right. I could cue him to make a baby cry, you know, right. in the background. He right. did all of that. So we would do it all in his studio through his board so that he could have all this audio stuff set up. And I was using a voice thing to talk, to change my voice slightly mm-hmm. so that you couldn't recognize my voice. And this ad that we called was someone looking for a babysitter. And I, I assumed that it was on Craigslist because that's oh, where we always looked. God. And they were looking for a babysitter. Oh, and I pretended to be a babysitter, but I was pretending to be the guy from Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bob right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the voice I was going for. The music was playing in the background, right. the goodbye horses, the whole thing. <laughs> and I, I'm all, but I'm but I'm talking somewhat normally and just kind of giving a little too much information about my life, whatever. It's not something you could do today, even if it were legal. No. I don't think it certainly would not um, it would pass be toxic the woke and test. It would be toxic and problematic, probably even for me. But we do it, and we get done, and as soon as we get, I mean, this woman was really creeped out. Like, genuinely, she was creeped out. You could hear it in her voice, but she was also trying to be polite for a long time. And by the end, she was creeped out enough that she was done trying to be polite, and mm-hmm. she got off the phone. And I may have called her back, like, a second time. <laughs> so, but anyway, we get off the phone, and he and I just start laughing. We're oh, cracking man. up like, oh, my God, can you believe that? Blah, blah, blah. We're, it was, a we thought, a really good call. And the mm-hmm. voice thing had worked really well. And we're laughing and laughing and laughing. About it. Like, man, she's probably thinking someone's going to murder her. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. We're joking like that. And as you can probably guess, we hadn't actually hung up the phone. Oh. Neil had forgotten to right. push the master button on the board oh, to hang it. up the phone. So she heard all this. And told, I don't know how she figured out what station we were on because we were calling a different state. Yeah, but I think when it was on, she could hear the background. May, right. May, oh, so that, there was like was. A, a sweeper that said, you know, a sweeper, like something we yeah. played in between songs that said yeah. 1077 the end because she was on hold. Yeah, that's what it, maybe he had right. hold. That's it. Right. He had on hold. So the hold was like 1077 the end. And she was yes, like, what the fuck? He did notice that he had hung up. And then he goes to hang it up and he put it on hold. I totally Good. forgot about that. And now she's here because that's even worse because now she's hearing where we are because she's hearing the well, radio station. Well, if she just heard the laughing, she probably would have thought it was just a prank yeah. call, but now she uses a radio station. Yep. 
So that was, I thought, I thought that was when I was going to get fired because at that oh, point yeah. I'd already been in trouble and I got called back up there again. And he was like, I don't understand. It reminded me so much of the judge when I went to court that time. <laughs> and the judge was like, I don't understand why we would give this guy more probation when he violated doing the exact same thing he was on probation <laughs> right, for. Right. That's what our boss Jerry was saying. He's like, you're doing the exact same sure. thing that I told you not to do that you've already said twice before you wouldn't do right. again. Not just change it a little. This is exactly it. And I was like, you're right. I have to stop doing this. I know that I have to stop doing this. And he was like, uh, all right, you know what? It, it, this this is actually it. This is your your, your last strike. You're done. Right. I'm not even going to make you sign anything because it obviously didn't do any good. I'm just going to fire you if it happens again. And he was pretty matter of fact about it. And that was that. And he was like, but I don't know what's going to happen with the higher ups because they're still talking to these people and they're furious. So they right. might sue you. They might do all these different things. We don't know what's going right. to happen. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep you updated. And then apparently they managed to... He, he, remember, he called this back up, and he's like, you guys are lucky. Yeah, we happen to have a station wherever they were, and they yeah. gave them dinner trays. Free stuff. And in my Free head, I'm dinner. also like, fuck you about making such a big deal about <laughs> right. nothing. All you want like, and I'm dinner. being honest. As me, as a, when I was the manager of, uh, of this whole thing, right, mm -hmm. I would have never even told you guys about that. Right. And you guys know that I would have taken the phone call, talked to them, figured out that there was a station. I'd be like, well, how about I get you guys dinner and drinks at fucking El Guapo, you dipshits? <laughs> right. And they're like, great, we'll do it. And then I wouldn't even say anything. Yep. Like, why make such a big deal out of something that can be cured with uh, fajitas? Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? Why do that? Because, people, man, they got to feel important. So a lot of the times, you know, it, it used to just be managers who had that uh, power over us being toxic and problematic. But the truth of the matter is now everyone does because they got a Twitter and they can just say, you guys are toxic and problematic and I can't fix it behind the scenes with some fajitas because you were looking for likes more than right, you are no. a burrito supreme. So yeah. fuck you. Yeah, it doesn't work. You can't send them on nope. the garden trade because they don't care. Uh, and then now, the list goes on and on and on and things that were toxic and problematic, including, you know, well, misobjectified. Misobjectified. Uh, was never yeah. actually, though, that became a thing that I... I I feel like we got through that, and we stopped it before it, we, before the complaints really started rolling in. The complaints yeah. really started rolling in kind of after we had already said we can't do this because the whole thing started off as let's long, make long let's time. make fun of other radio stations that all do this. You know these these stations that have uh, calendars uh, and everything no, else. Stop. What? Cause because <laughs> the way it all started. Was me and you like? How do we get pictures of? Hot oh, shit? sure, 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 sure. So let's not sure. like give ourselves no, like right. let's make fun of it. And then we're like, yeah, we can't just do like. And I remember it was Kevin and Bean and K Rock, like, uh -huh. and they were the ones who were doing like you know calendar girls, big boob yeah. calendar girls and stuff. And I was like, oh man, like tits of the how week. How do we something. do that without you know? I said, what if we did it? We just asked him. So we just said, we just told him what it is. Like, we want uh, to objectify you, and we'll just call it misobjectified. And then we can get hot pictures of girls. That was it. Yeah. It was, and then it just started from there. But I was like, let's not lie to him. Let's just say this is what we want. Yeah, we'll call it misobjectified, and that will point out how that's exactly what's happening in all these other right, places. Yeah. They just won't say it, so we'll just say objectified. Right. You know, the other funny thing about that, too, is that I feel like there was certainly no one in the building or in the company asking us to do that. I don't think anyone thought we needed to do that or that that would no. be great for the brand or anything like that. There was no like sales manager saying, if only you had calendar girls. No. But then as that thing took off, we oh. had people that would never 
talk to us in this building who would come upstairs like, oh my gosh, hey guys, is there a way to see more of that? Can we, you know, we're thinking about selling it and making a calendar. We're like, okay, you can't actually do that. Right. You can't take it as far as Right, because our mind was do. like, it was still like, yes, we understand it, it's problematic. Yeah. But it's not really toxic because we're telling you what it is beforehand. So for you to participate in it, right. then you're willingly being objectified. Yeah. So how toxic is it really? And honestly, I know this podcast is problematic and toxic and whatever. I still feel that way. Like if you were like, I want to be in the misobjectified contest and here's some pictures of me so you can objectify me. I am all for women's rights. It's your body. You can do with it whatever you want. I give you autonomy over your body. And if you want to send us pictures, send them. Right? Yeah. But apparently, you know, it's always... You know what? That's toxic. No, it's always women who uh, don't want to send the pictures. Don't want to send the pictures, and we don't want to see them. Who get real (laughs) fucking pissed about women sending their pictures? Like that whole thing is weird. That's a girl on girl crime. It's a girl thing because guys don't do that. No, if you you get get a hey guys send hot pictures, yeah, I wouldn't be like hey. I'm not hot. <laughs> right. And that makes me angry. But women will be like, you're objectifying these women. And we're like, yes, because it's called misobjectified. And then like, yeah, but you can't do that. Well, why can't we? Because it takes advantage of women. I'm like, but they sent them in. Yeah. And also the women who participated for our thing. We still I mean, talk to a lot of them. We still talk to a lot of them. And, and almost all of them, almost all of them were women that we'd already met at shows and things that people we knew who listened totally to the station. Who listened to the station well, all the time. Congratulations. So it wasn't like these were strangers who were trying to, you know, or people that we didn't, that just didn't look like a, a, a listener of the station. Nah. These are people that came to a lot of concerts. And yeah, I would say over 80% of them we knew. Uh, as soon as they sent the pictures in, oh, look who it is. But I, that was the thing that became, we could tell, like, uh, the, the complaints, it's going to, it's, it's the timing. I don't know if we can keep doing this. And we stopped doing it. It's funny because we hadn't done it for a long time when the complaints really started. I say complaints, when people really started bitching about it. You know, there'd be those, well, you guys did this, and, you know, right. like, so disgusting. It's like, you know, where were you when this was happening, though? You're just saying this because and now. And they could have been mad when it was happening, you but still, been. I don't understand why you're mad. Right. I still understand why you're mad. Why you're mad. At, but at, apparently at that was something we did that was, I mean, and the list goes on and on of things that we've done that are. Yes. Toxic and problematic, some smaller, some littler. But I think there is one that you have to talk about at least, which is the apology. Because very rarely rarely do you have to go on the air and apologize. How is it not funny? I love it. How many times have you had to apologize on the air? Be serious. In all of your jobs. Once. So one time in your entire career in radio, you had to go on the air and apologize to a person or corporation. Yeah, and it was a fucking corn And this, by the way, (laughs) was not done as satire. It's not like you thought it would be funny. The boss said, you have to go apologize. Yeah, to the on man. the air, and I need a recording of that. And I remember thinking, like, you know, all these years, and look, I mean, you can uh, uh, call me whatever you want. I know there's people who are disparaging, but all these years of what I consider, honestly consider, um, you know, impromptu comedy, right? All these years of, like, really honing my craft, like traveling around the globe, making no money, trying to get better at this job, Right. Now, you can say you're still bad at it. Okay, that's fine. But putting in a lot of effort and a ton of sacrifice. And I mean sacrifice like where you're like, hey, I got to move to Memphis. And you're in love with someone. They're like, yeah, I'm not moving to Memphis. And you're like, well, I am. Yep. Those, all of that led me to, 
I'd like to apologize to the Liberty fucking corn maze. Yeah. <laughs> I got to apologize. How much money literally could the corn maze pay? It was our only advertising client, our only paying client. But I will tell you that apparently it's worth more than me. Yeah. Because the Liberty Corn Maze is about to pull their advertising. I'm like, this isn't McDonald's. Yeah. This isn't Microsoft. It's a corn maze. It's a fucking corn maze. (laughs) And it was our biggest sponsor. We didn't have a lot of advertisers. Still don't. That was like, hey, this is one that actually pays right. to be on So I station. think what I said was there was like some people being kidnapped or something, right? Yeah, I, was I don't like, remember like, exactly can... what you said. That something about getting lost in that corn maze, you know, you can get kidnapped up there. Yeah, because well. you had to promote it. You had to give away tickets. And that <laughs> right. was the other thing that annoyed you was like, do you want tickets to the corn maze? Well, I hated so you tried it. So I was making like, fun oh, of it. It was the girl who got kidnapped in a trailer and they found her like 13 years later. She ran away. Mm. One of these stories, you, you've watched a crime special on it. And I don't remember her name, but you would remember it if I brought it up. And it was, I was like, yeah, they kept her in a fucking corn maze because it looked like she had been kidnapped and taken to Iowa or something. I'm like, all they did was put a trailer in a corn maze. If you want to go to a corn maze, eh, here's some tickets. And they're like, oh, you compared to Liberty. I don't, you know what? I shouldn't even say the Liberty corn maze, not because I'm scared of them, uh, <laughs> uh, but because I'm not sure if that was, was it the even one, them? Right? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember which was, corn so maze. I don't want to blame was. them for that. But, uh, and then it was like, oh, you compared the corn maze to, like, you know, some kidnapper's house in Idaho or something. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then it was like, you need to go on the air and say you apologize to the Liberty Corn Maze. No one's been kidnapped. And give away tickets. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Talk about fucking sacrifice. I watched you do it. Ugh. I watched you do it, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure this is what I want to do no. for a living. You know, like, oh, boy, uh-huh. you really were apologizing to the corn maze. Man. Now, the other stuff, uh, I think when people talk about other stuff, a lot of stuff, maybe there were times when the station got in trouble, other shows got in trouble. Sure. But I think for the most part, and the only reason you got dragged into a lot of that because you were the program director Yeah, but a so lot of long. it I wasn't even involved so, in. So, yeah, a lot of it... Uh, like the million-dollar lawsuit. I mean, you know, right. I mean, honest to God, I wasn't, I wasn't here. So right. I know my name got brought up in it, but that was only because I was the manager. Like, I didn't... I wasn't here. Right. That was one really of those like, like, I'm not here. And figure, okay, what happened? Because right. we, we didn't know. So I think people think that that was more, right, you were more, more involved than yeah, that, but, but no. it wasn't. That was just because you were program director. And as far as getting in trouble, I, there have definitely been myriad other times where I've had to talk to a boss or you've had to talk to a boss and they've been upset about something that we've said, but I... I don't write them all down. And no. the only ones that really stick with me, I think that DC Sniper one was huge because you had just started and then you got suspended. And the listen longer thing. Which When we did the oh. listen longer thing and I had to deal with that yeah, so yeah, that, much that, because that what happened thing. was, and I think we can talk about it on a podcast, so it's fine, but our ratings are done through Nielsen, right? But before that, they were done through a different company, uh, Arbitron. And there's been companies that have owned these things before, right? But one of the things that we got in trouble for, or at least I got called down for, was listen longer. Yeah. Because they said, oh, you're trying to manipulate the ratings. And I was like, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, well, then we're, you're in trouble and we might have to fight. Like, and all these people were involved. And I was like, how is asking someone to listen longer any different than we'll give away $1,000 every five minutes or news and weather on the eights? That's manipulating listening, too. Yep. I'm just actually asking the same way, uh, the same concept as misobjectified. We're just asking. You don't have to. 
I'm not even bribing you, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, hey, it would help us if you listen longer. So that went on a long time, and that was one that I thought that we might get whacked over. It, well, yeah, that was one that I got scared about. Um, me too. Real scared. You have a weird way of showing it, though, because it came to a head at whatever you know year that was, day that was, and I just remember being in here like, well, we're fucked. Like, seriously, yeah. Snow Cone, I knew this is it. We're done. They've decided for some reason that this is it, and they've now called everyone down to the big office, yeah. and there's no getting out of this now. We're totally fucked. Right. And Lazlo was like, all right, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to talk to him. And I could tell you were a little more nervous than usual, but still, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to go down there. Well, and, I felt like I had a good case to argue, you know, but you yeah. just don't know. Yeah. You, you know, like, and then there's lawyers from these giant Nielsen companies, right? Like, you're like, well, what, you know. So then you got to go down there and talk to them. But were right? they even were they mad first, they or was it our we company mad. mad first? No, they were mad. Okay, I couldn't. So they came in and said, you know, you guys are in trouble for this, and our company was kind of like, why? And then it just went back and forth from that. Long story short, though, I'm like, I don't think that's wrong. I don't think it's illegal. Uh, you guys are just not used to someone actually being honest, direct. Like instead of like, you know. Uh, you know, 10 songs in a row or $10,000, you know you're going to play 10. Right. You know, that's not a contest. That's just manipulating people's listening. Well, why don't I just say, hey, you could help us out if you just listen longer. Fast forward, that goes through all that trouble, all that court, all these people being called in, all these things happening, and I'm in an, uh, uh, an airport in Seattle after all those years. There's a fucking billboard from iHeart that says, listen longer. No it, shit. It, it, no shit. They put it, everyone stole it. it. Huh. Everyone stole it. Oh, uh, our our sister stations yeah. tried to steal yes. it. And, uh-huh. then, and at first they were mad about it. And then they tried to steal it. And they're like, mm. wait a second. These are stations. You guys make fun of us. Like, right. what the fuck? And now you're going to. So then they changed it. Which right. Scott I Park, love. like, listen smarter or something. That. I like, love that. Know. I love it because to me, it's so stupid. Right. That it's like, I'm like, go for it, man. Put right. on Keep everything. Doing it. Put it everything it out there. Put listen, right. There's still a guy here who wears that shirt around that says hashtag listen smarter. I love yeah, that. Right. They was all love stolen. It, love it. Love it. Love but it. to us, it was great. Like, steal more of it because one, I think it reminds people of us. Mm -hmm. And two, it just shows that your show's dumber. Right. Like, it really is dumber. Like, you didn't come up with anything your own. No, it's like scrolling through movies, you know, new movies, and you see one called Transmorphers. And you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Obviously, we know what this is, but uh, it's not going to be any good. And that's kind of how I feel about that. But So that covers the main... Was that the main times well, that we got a lot trouble? of the times. We probably could do another whole episode probably. on this at some point. Well, but. and I'm sure now that we've had this conversation, people would be like, oh, what about this? What about this time? About that? Because we may time. not remember that. Yeah. Also, Kanye feuds with Diddy, so I'm going to need you to just delve What's been into going that. on with yeah, that? that? What's been going on with Man, that? Man, he's off his fucking rocker right now. Who, Diddy? Know. No, Kanye. He's just, he's just going all He in. said he's got a crush on Kylie's... Best friend? Is that what know. it was? Uh, yeah, but He's I saw some screenshots. He's saying that. Yeah. Well, Mace. I saw Mace addressed Mace. something about it. Yeah. I've Mace, that name for I know Mace said something about it. I just saw the headline uh, based on some interview. That's actually where I learned that Kanye and Diddy were. Yeah, I don't know. Beefing for some reason. Someone did an interview. Maybe it was Diddy that did the interview. Mm-hmm. I, how do you not know what's going on? I basically just see like what he posts on Instagram, which is a lot. But it's like he was just posting his text from with Diddy today, and they're pretty aggressive. What was the reason that uh, Pete and Kim broke up? 
Was there any no drama idea. there? They just bro- was there any trash talking by either one of them? They were both nice, I don't think right? So, but I, I know. know. Everyone just kind of assumed like maybe he's tired of dealing with the Kanye stuff, but that yeah. was never. There was never anything. I can imagine right. that he was. Sure. Dude, I wouldn't want to deal with it. I mean, I can only I mean, imagine. Seemed to embrace it and get the tattoos Kanye's. and everything and fight with them, but. But then you still but got after all those a while, Kanye fans. You're like, dude. Right, Snowcone's just up late. I could go date tweeting yourself. at Pete, calling him s- <laughs> Squirt right. or whatever he calls him. What's he called? Skeet. Skeet. You leave him alone, Skeet. <laughs> <laughs> you're meant to be Keep together. your hands off of her. Like, you God know that's damn, not your man. woman. Yeah, and people do that. That's all genres. It's all categories of art. It drives me crazy, man. Drives me crazy, but Snowcone and my oldest. That's right. My I was boy. driving to school the other day, and I was listening to Smashing Pumpkins. I just tried to guide him a little bit, and I'm like, man, this band is great. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and I was listening to Drown, right? I'm like, how cool is this? Boom. Doesn't get and much I'm cooler. like, man, yeah. out of Chicago. And he looks at me and goes, yeah. I exclusively listen to Kanye. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm Great. like, okay. Hey, have you listened to that new Smashing Pumpkins? Yes. It's pretty good, right? Right. I'm I like that like, hard hey, there's stuff. other things out of Chicago. He's like, yeah, I exclusively listen to Kanye. Now, this basically was like, this sounds fine, but it's no Kanye. Agreed. So <laughs> he exclusively, when it comes to Chicago. No, it exclusively, oh, like, just in general. this is fine. I uh, have listened to Bowie in your car, and I enjoy it, yep. but I'm not listening to it on my own. That's okay. Right. Because when I'm my own time, I exclusively listen to Kanye. Got more important things to do. That's right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Well, then, is that the uh, that's that's a podcast? That's a podcast. Did you guys so, have fun? I did have fun. All right, good. We're going to have, like, uh, do you still got that donate button you're working yep, at? It's right? in the show notes, the show description. You'll find it in there. All right. And then uh, if you want to advertise on the show, man, we'd love to have you. Yes. Right? And I, we, like, mutually beneficial. It's okay. It doesn't just have to be, look, if you're a big company, then we want cash. We understand that. But if you're a small company and you're trying to figure something out, we can work out trade. We can work out, like, well, you know, yeah, all that stuff can be done. And, yeah. and we'd love to help some local businesses, and you help us. So yeah. if you don't want to and you just want to listen to it, that's fine, too. And Snowcomb, will you put, I think that there should be probably, oh, well, you've got the uh, toxic and problematic email, yep. right? Yep. We just put that in there. I think that's a good place to reach us because that way you, you know, you get get a hold of one of us if you do want right. to advertise or if you have questions or whatever. I've got that, uh, the whiskey guy who said he'd been talking to you, Snowcone. He now, he then came oh, to me. right, 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 right. He, he texted to- me and then said that he sent you all the information. So we're okay. going to have our he, own whiskey He emailed soon? me. I'm interested. I want to yeah, see what right. you guys okay. think, but mm-hmm. I'm all about it. So yeah, any anything like that. Just what's the email? Toxic and problematic at Gmail. Toxic and go. problematic at Gmail. And we should see it. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you like the episode and would like to help support us, you can do so by clicking the link to our Venmo in the description or the show notes. Toxic and Problematic with Swim Fast and Lazo is produced by Spencer Wolf. Theme music provided by Kid Computer. If you'd like to get a hold of the guys, please email toxicandproblematic at gmail.com or visit lazo.church. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.